Hi, I'm Pat Duggins, News Director at Alabama Public Radio. Welcome to Part 3 of our podcast, No Stone Unturned. One, two, three! Fans of former world heavyweight boxing champion Deontay Wilder gathered along the Black Warrior River in Tuscaloosa to unveil a bronze statue in his honor. Alabama Public Radio was there to talk about something else. To go down and you, you can like feel the energy and the power of it. Wilder's home is next door to the old Pruitt Slave Cemetery. That's a two-acre spot set up by plantation owner John Welch Pruitt in the 1820s. The boxer's neighbors told him about it. You know how uh, when you move into an area and the neighbors come and meet you, greet you with pies and cakes. Um, for me, I got greeted with... Uh, with uh, important information. I got, I got greeted with uh, historic information and stuff like that. Alabama once listed Old Pruitt as one of the state's most endangered places. It's at risk of being swallowed up by trees and scrub brush. Alabama Public Radio spent nine months investigating the issue of preserving slave cemeteries in the state. An estimated 400,000 African captives were held in Alabama by about 30,000 slaveholders before the Civil War. That ended with the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution in 1865. Some of these newly freed people chose to stay in Alabama and lived out their lives here. APR spoke with the descendants of some of these former slaves. They talked about trying to find their ancestors and facing roadblocks not shared by their white neighbors. It's check-in time at the Methodist Church in New Market, Alabama, near the Tennessee border. The paperwork is being done at Table 1. Volunteers at Table 2 are handing out sausage biscuits. There was also a side order of personal stories. I was able, you know, to find my great-great-grandfather. Ollie Ballard of Huntsville was one of the people in line. He was on the Longwood Plantation, and we found his name, and then his son's name, uh, Caswell, and Caswell Jr. Ballard is hoping to find answers today. She's among 100 people attending the 20th annual workshop of the Alabama Cemetery Preservation Alliance. Hey, everybody, heads up. We are all having a very good time here, but we got a workshop to put on. It starts in four minutes next door. Ballard says her great-great-grandfather was enslaved in Huntsville in 1842. The issue that brought her here today isn't who he is, but rather where he is now. Well, I'm so glad you asked that question. I'm thinking, you know, and trying to put together what my uh, forefather said to me, that more than likely my great-great-grandfather was on this plantation. And that's possibly where he's buried. Good morning, and uh, welcome on behalf of the ACPA. Uh, Today's workshop featured speakers on cleaning tombstones and repairing cemetery gates. Ballard is one of only two African Americans in the audience. It's not grave markers or gates that she came to talk about. Ballard is still working to find her great-great-grandfather's burial site. We met someone who's heard a lot of stories like that. All the time. All the time. That is, that is one of the most... It was outrageous. That's Ethel Alexander. And then this is a, a copy of my grandmother, 
And by her filling this application out, she had to tell who her father was and mother. Alexander didn't attend the cemetery workshop. We sat down with her at her home near Birmingham where she went through notebooks of her own family tree. But this is a certified real document. Alexander is past president of the Birmingham African American Genealogy Group. It's the largest organization of its kind in the state. We weren't really human. We were chattel. C-H-A-T-T-L-E. Alexander is referring to the lack of records on kidnapped Africans. The U.S. Archives says the first census that counted former slaves as people was in 1870. Alexander says before that, most records were bills of sale. Say, for instance, uh, uh, a planter, he dies, and they have to sell everything. The first thing they sell would be their slaves, and they're listed just before the animals. So it's your chattels, and then it's your cows, your horses, and your... Uh, chickens and whatever. So we didn't really have names except for the first names they would give you. You heard about Ollie Ballard and her effort to find her great-great-grandfather's burial site in Huntsville. Ethel Alexander says even if Ballard finds the slave cemetery she's looking for, she may face another problem. They may not see anything but a rock. They may not see nothing but a tree. You know, you're not going to be able to go say, oh, that's my grandfather, great-great-great-great slave. I've just been spraying the D2 on it. Walk it off? Yeah. Easy enough. Back at the workshop of the Alabama Cemetery Preservation Alliance, Rusty Brenner is at work. You can change what it does. Okay. Now, one of the best things... He sells a spray called D2. It's used to clean tombstones. Ollie Ballard's great-great-grandfather may not have a burial marker of his own, but she says his life is still worth remembering. They were landowners, even though he was an enslaved person in 1842. In 1903, he and his wife owned 160 acres of land. So I'm proud, I, and I want to pass it on from generation to generation. And Ballard has a plan to do that, whether she finds his gravesite or not. And presently, I'm working uh, with the city of Huntsville and a group trying to um, erect a memorial that honors the enslaved people in Huntsville. We have approximately 15,000 names of enslaved people and slaveholders, but we don't have a grant. Money is an issue that comes up a lot on preserving slave burial sites. Some cemeteries only need upkeep. Slave burial grounds often need something like archaeology to identify who's there. Ballard says she hasn't had much luck finding money for that. And, and many of the grants want, want you to preserve something. Well, you know, you we're talking about preserving words and, and where they used to be. They're looking for buildings. That situation may be changing, slowly. Good morning, everyone. The Subcommittee on National Parks, Forests, and Public Lands will now come to order. Members of Congress are considering what's known as the African American Burial Grounds Preservation Act. Oh, yes. You know, um, there are so many sites in the state of Alabama that are known and unknown. Alabama Democrat Terry Sewell is a co-sponsor of the U.S. House version of that bill. The measure would enable the U.S. Park Service to create a burial site network. Sewell says it would also provide grants. Hopefully we can speed up um, the cleanup, but also um, really help uh, direct people on how to go about uh, doing the historical uh, investigation to really find out about these amazing people who were buried there. Having a good idea is one thing, but the burial site legislation has been in committee for three years, and until a final vote is made in Congress, the descendants of enslaved people or those freed following the Civil War can only wait. We've got a bicycle that has been donated by uh, 
uh, CTR bikes. Back at the Alabama Cemetery Preservation Alliance workshop, it's time for the door prizes. <laughs> Good try, seven, two, nine. Winners with the lucky numbers pick from items, including a tombstone cleaning kit. You get your pick of whatever's up here. Even if Congress passes the African-American Burial Grounds Preservation Act, Ollie Ballard may not get the one thing she's looking for, the exact location of her great-great-grandfather's gravesite in Huntsville. I would like to know that, you know, definitely, that this is the location of Longwood Plantation. I would like to go there and just, you know, walk the grounds, touch the soil, and feel the presence of my ancestors. I would love to do that. And feelings like that are shared by others, not just in Alabama and not just in the South. That's in part four. I'm Pat Duggins. Thanks for tuning in for part three of Alabama Public Radio's podcast, No Stone Unturned. One well-worn saying in public radio is that some of our best tape winds up on the cutting room floor, and that was the case for our coverage of preserving slave cemeteries in the state. Researchers at the University of Alabama in Huntsville say up to 200 slaves are buried at the Mount Perrin Burial Yard north of Huntsville. That's one of the reasons I wanted to include the Alabama Cemetery Preservation Alliance workshop in our story. We visited Mount Perrin that day. That led to audio that was interesting, but we didn't have time in our coverage to use it. I hiked over to the side that had the graves of slaves and newly freed people, and that's where I met Kathy King. She's a retired English professor from the University of Montevallo, south of Birmingham. Well, we're looking at some stones that are upright. Uh, they've been fairly carefully placed, but it's very simple. Um, and if the stones were inscribed, the inscriptions are no longer readable. Uh, I'm not even sure they were ever inscribed. Um, it's as if, as I look at it today, uh, it's as if they mark the unknown person. Now, presumably at the time they were buried, that was not the case, but what we're looking at here doesn't seem, it, there are no names, it doesn't memorialize people. Um, it seems fairly consistent with the possibility of, of this being a, a graveside burial site for enslaved persons. It was later explained by a ranger from the National Park Service that the blank stones were painted with the names of the deceased by their families during annual visits. Apparently they stopped coming and the results were blank white gravestones. It was great stuff, but we live and die by the clock in radio. Coming up in part four of No Stone Unturned, there's a misconception that slave cemeteries and their preservation are just Southern issues. Part four works to resolve that question, but I had to fly coach to do it. We had production assistance from WRSU-FM at Rutgers University and WBUA23-TV in Tuscaloosa. Special thanks to APR's Joe Moody and Nala Pena. Our podcast producer is Caroline Vincent. I'm Pat Duggins. See you for part four of No Stone Unturned.